You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Welcome to today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We got a good one for you. We got a couple of my entertainer friends. Today's guests, they're accomplished circus team who delight audiences across the nation. They're joining us today from Georgia. I'm assuming you guys are in Georgia. Is that a nod? Yes. So usually I get that information before I read the intro. They're in Georgia uh, from the Three Ring Super Circus. This is Matias and Jamie Martinez. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's really good. Really, did the dog was that a bark or is that Matias? (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Never, it's kind of zoom clipped the audio there, so I was like, I think that might have been a dog. Uh, so what's good? What's going on down in Georgia? How are you guys? Um, good. We just got back a couple days ago from the Osceola County Fair, so it was nice to be out um, doing a fair again. Um, so yeah, that that's been really nice. <laughs> well, and, and I understand you guys have been a little busy. Uh, you have welcomed a, a new party, a third party to your your little circus. How is that? Yes, little Charlie. Um, he'll be two months old on Wednesday. So um, that was interesting. Doing a fair with a newborn was like a whole nother world. <laughs> right. But we did it. He's a good baby. So. And this is your first, yeah? Yes, our first together, yeah. Was it was it nerve wracking being pregnant in the middle of a pandemic? Yes, it was. And um, we were purposely trying um we wanted to get pregnant and then uh all, all the pandemic happened and all the fairs started um shutting down and it, the whole world was shutting down and we were like okay we gotta we, we need to stop this isn't a year to have a baby and then a month later i was like oh okay well i guess we are gonna have a baby <laughs> and um and that was really hard um first of all being at home when you know you're a gypsy you have that gypsy life and that gypsy soul you want to travel and be out you know to be stuck at your home for that length of time, you know, to not have any income coming in, um, to be pregnant. Um, and then when I was six months pregnant, I broke my leg. So then I was in a wheelchair, um, <laughs> for a month uh, and a half. Bro- you broke your, why did you do that? You're not supposed to break your leg. Why? I've never broken a body, a body, a bone in my body ever, like ever in my whole life, 37 years old, never broke a bone. And then I was pregnant and I was just walking in my driveway and, um, I stepped in a hole and fell and to prevent myself from falling on my stomach, I twisted to fall on my back. And when I did, I twisted my leg and broke my, uh, broke my tibia. So. But you made it, you survived. Yeah. So Matias, how's, how's fatherhood treating you, man? Um, I love it. I mean, I have three kids, uh, from previous marriage, uh, but they're all different. They're all different. I think the only thing that's the same is, how you change a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those days with Nate. I miss them. I, I've, you know, Miranda just had her baby um, recently Mm -hmm. and now you guys and and Sarah and I are looking at all these pictures and, and uh, we're looking at each other and we're all, nope. (laughs) (laughs) One is, one is good. One's good. Um, Yeah. So how was that? I mean, you said it was a little stressful, um, you know, a whole kind of new world, having a baby and having to perform, uh, who are you, you have a family member or mom or dad or somebody that's helping you with baby when you're on the road. Um, well, his mom did come visit us. She flew in from Vegas for about five days. Um, so she helped, um, for those days, but we were there for two weeks. So the rest of the days I had to, um, 
strap them on and, and, uh, and do the music. I I'm not performing right now. Um, because I just, I had to have a C-section and so I'm still recovering from that. And, um, with my act, there's a lot of twisting involved. So we Got did, it. um, hire a new, uh, performer to be the ringmaster. And he also does a fire act. And I gotta tell you, he's way better than I am. He's so good. Like it was so hard for me to like hand over the reins and be like, I'm just going to do the music. Oh, it was so hard for me to do that. But once I did and I saw him perform, I was like, okay, it's fine. It's, it's, it worked out good. So. so it's a better deal for the show overall then. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I was like, mm, okay, he's better than I am. So <laughs> but right, that's well, forever. I, I want to perform. I, I didn't miss it. You know, eventually I would like to get back into it. So. Sure. But I got to tell you, it takes a, a lot of humility to be able to recognize that somebody else might be able to do your bit better. <laughs> and if it makes your show better, I mean, so yeah. it's a business thing ultimately. And you guys know yeah. this is, it's tough for us as performers because sometimes it's really difficult to check our ego at the door, but this is a business. And if you can hire somebody that's going to do a better job for you and ultimately give you some time to be able to be with the baby, that's a win. Yeah. That's a win for you guys. Speaking of your show, um, for the folks listening, it, it's called the three ring super circus. I've, I've worked through a number of places, both at, you know, at Osceola down in Kissimmee at Jacksonville. We've, we've crossed past number of times out on the, the, the fair circuit, Tell the folks listening about your show. Um, so it's, it, we do have three rings, but it's a little bit smaller um, than a, a typical circus. The, the first thing I always tell people is that we don't have a tent and we don't have animals because that's the first thing that you think of when you think of a circus, which is fine. But for the fair, that doesn't really work. Um, so our, our circus is like built exclusively for the fairs pretty much. It's not um, like a standalone thing. We've built this to fit in the fair grounds. Um, and we, the rings are a little bit smaller than a, a normal size circus would have, but we do have three of them. And um, we've got this year, every year we kind of change the acts, but this year we have the motorcycle globe. We have the wheel of adventure. Um, we've got um, an illusionist, uh, which is new. We've never had a magic act before. It's really good. Um, Fancy. And- yeah, uh, and they do some pretty big illusions um, and a little bit of comedy in there too. And then we also have, um, who I was saying pretty much replaced me, Lamont. Um, he's the ringmaster and he does a fire spinning kind of act like um, like I used to. So, um, but it's, it's, it's um, they have a big uh, background. It looks, it, you still get the circusy feel, but um, it's just scaled down a little bit. Sure. What's your typical footprint size when you're on the grounds? Um, hundred wide, seventy-five deep. Feet. Good size. But of course, yeah. that's got you know, that's got your truck and your you know your rig on one side, and then the show itself, and and I'm assuming space for all the bleachers and everything for for the audience. No, that doesn't yeah. include the no, bleacher no, space. No, not for bleacher that's, space. So that so mm-hmm. they got it. You guys yeah. pick up a lot of space, man. I know, and and that's why um, we can't really get any bigger because some fairgrounds don't have room for us you know right. so um I, I say that we're a scaled down circus but we're you know probably one of the biggest footprints out there yeah it really is i mean if you're not including space for the uh for audience seating that's definitely a big yeah. man and, and i've always en- i've enjoyed the show I, I really like what you do matthias you're still riding the motorcycle is that is that your bit yep that's me um I'm still doing the motorcycle i'm still doing the wheel a little out of shape but i'm still in there Oh, um, come on. I don't believe you're out of shape. Come on now. Well, my friends keep saying that round is a shape anyways. But Wow. Uh, you need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> you need new friends. 
Well, yeah. think about it. We were off for a year and yeah. he had a pregnant wife who was eating around him all the time. So. I get it. I get it. Cause I will, I will full on. I, bl- I blame Sarah for my weight gain initially <laughs> when uh-huh. she was pregnant. <laughs> she gained for both of us. Cause, and it yeah. was just, and you, Matisse, you know how this is two o'clock in the morning. Jamie's like, I'm hungry. Can you make me a sandwich? You're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm kind of hungry too. I'll have a sandwich. Today. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it goes. And then this year, oh God, the last year with with you know gyms being closed and not being active the way we've been. Yeah. I didn't catch COVID nineteen, thank God, but I did gain COVID nineteen, and we're, we're, we're working on changing that now. I think I'm I think I'm net at about the COVID fourteen maybe. So we're finally going in the right direction. It's uh, you know it is what it is. What else? What, yeah. I mean, twenty twenty sucks. What can yeah. I say? Where um, I'm curious, where were you? Because were you guys working Florida when every when the wheels came off the bus last year, mid March? Were you down there? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we, we were in Orlando. Yeah. Um, at the uh, Central Florida Fair, and yeah. it finished um, March the first week of March. I want to say March seventh or eighth. It finished. Yep. Um, and we came home, and then and right whenever the fair was coming to a close is when all that started coming out. Um, in fact, there was supposed to be a, a campaign rally at the fair the next weekend for, um, I can't remember, I think it was for Bernie Sanders or something, and it had shut down um, because we had asked the fair manager, we're like, hey, do you mind if we just chill here for a few days and, you know, rest before we go home? And he said, well, you got to be out of here by the time the, that, um, whatever you want to call it, um, the rally, rally uh, starts. And we're like, okay. And then he came back to us and he's like, well, the rally's been canceled because of, um, of COVID. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, they canceled it and, and stuff started canceling. We were like, wait, we had kind of heard about it on the news, but then um, it started getting like snowballing from there. And so we came home and then once we got home, it was just one fair after another, one event after another. Yeah. And, and it, it sucked because these fair managers called me crying. I mean, you could hear in their voice, like, we're not going to have a fair this year. And we don't know what we're going to do. And I'm so sorry. And, you know, they felt bad for us and I felt bad for them. And it was really, um, it was really hard. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. I, I remember March 11th, the, it came across Facebook that Houston canceled eight days into their run. And I just remember sharing the article with a comment. Oh, Houston, like I can't, mm-hmm. it just heartbroken for them. Um, you know, to be in the middle of your, the run. I mean, at least some of the vendors may, were, were probably, hopefully at least able to recoup some costs in that first eight yeah. days. Um, I know that a lot of the concessionaires from talking to them, they don't typically re- recover their, their operating expenses, you know, on a 10 day yeah. fair, it might be like day, day seven and a half or eight, you know, and Houston's a long run. So I know there was just an incredible amount of, mm-hmm. of money lost and revenue lost, um, and then what do you do? I mean, your RCS, you're running the midway out there. You pack up your Ferris wheel and, and go home. Yeah. yeah. That's a rough, rough deal for anybody. Did you guys get managed to get, um, other than those early fairs, w- did you perform anywhere else the rest of the year? No, no. no um, but we did, it was in, I think July or August, I think it was the beginning of August. We had a fair in Ohio and they were going to go on because they had, we're going to do a uh, COVID compliant and went through all everything. And I called him the night before and I was like, okay, you sure we can go on? He's like, yeah, I talked to the, the governor this morning myself and we're going to go on. Okay, fine. We left the house with all of our um, caravan. We got to the Tennessee state line and he called me again in tears and was like, they just shut us down. 
Thank and God he like, shut you down at Tennessee mm-hmm. and not at yeah. the fair. Yeah, yeah. And he said that he was like, how close are you? And I was like, well, actually, we're running late this morning. And I just got to Tennessee, which is like an hour and a half from my house because we yeah. live near Atlanta. And um, he was like, well, thank goodness you're not all the way up there. But yeah, we had to turn around. And um, and I, I radioed him because he was driving the semi. And I was like, turn around at the next exit. And I remember turning around on that exit and just started bawling and like, <sighs> I was so excited to be able to work and to, you know, make some money and just be out there. And I thought this was going to be the end of it. And it just, you know, shot an arrow through our heart again. And yep. we pulled back home and, and put everything apart and sat on the couch. And I was like, I cannot believe we are back home. And it was, um, it sucked, but that was a close, we almost did. And then there wasn't even a question yeah. on anything else. Everything else was definitely for sure um, shut down. It was very frustrating. And my heart went out to, you know, everybody, down in Florida, you know, you think about what happened down with Miami Dade and Vero Beach at Indian River County Firefighters Fair. I mean, these these were fairs. Everything was everybody was on site. They were minutes or hours, you know, from opening, and yeah. health departments came in and shut them down. Same with Sarasota and um, oh, the Joby too. Yeah, they're right there, ready to go. And that, I mean, at least in your case, you'd only spent the gas to get about an hour and a half down the road. You know, you yeah. hadn't spent the full contingency around you know, all everything to get move your show down the road because you guys as business owners, you know, per mile what it costs to get your your show down the road. Yeah. So yeah. you were able, thank God he called you when he did um, to be able to to minimize your loss there. I just feel so bad for everybody that was down there in Miami, like, man, lights yeah. on Ferris wheels ready to go. The yeah. turkey legs are cooking. Yeah. You can't like Kathy Ross was on. um the thirsty Thursday thing, um, the little zoom event that IEF has been doing yesterday. She, she told us on the group that when I was talking about, you know, their, how much they'd invested in stock that, um, I forget which show it was at. It might've been Pasco when they canceled. I don't remember. I can't remember, but she said that it was like the middle of June before just the stock they had for that one show. It was the middle of June before they were able to unload all of it. I mean, that's Jeez. the loss that these concessionaires took is just wild. And, and now the, the hard part in talking to some of them, their challenge is, you know, you know, a lot of them, if you're, if you're buying for like Ridehofer shows or one of these major midway companies, you know, you're buying half a million turkey legs in advance oh, yeah. and you're getting a good price on it. Mm-hmm. And now they can't, they can't buy that way because they don't know what shows are going to go and what shows are not going to go. So you know, everybody's kind of, uh, kind of up the creek right now. I'm glad to yeah. see things starting to open. Um, how did Osceola go for you guys? What kind of mitigation strategies? That's what I'm asking everybody. Cause everyone I've spoken with on the show is watching all these Florida fairs very closely. Yeah. So what kind of mitigation strategies did you see in place there in Kissimmee? Um, well, there was definitely lots of um, signs out, um, hand washing stations. Um, they, they had they you had to have a mask in hand um, to come into the fair, and I would say probably eighty five percent of people were wearing their masks. You had some families that weren't, um, but there wasn't anybody who was going around like making you like, oh, you have to put your mask on, you're gonna you know be kicked out. Um, but it was you know, pretty much required that you wear your mask. Um, and then also there was, um, hand sanitizer, like everywhere, all the vendors had it on there. Um, like when you pick up your food, like the little tray, there was, it was there, there were stands out, 
we had some at our show. Um, other than that, because it was outside and it was nice and warm and breezy, it felt pretty good. Like um, to us, I was surprised at how much of a normal fair it seemed. Yeah. Um, everybody kind of knows, like, I think everybody's been conditioned over the past year to wear your mask, stay six feet apart. I mean, they, everybody was kind of doing it on their own. You know, you see people standing around the show, um, and most people were grouped together instead of being, you know, butt to gut like normal. Um, you could see a little bit of space or where, you know, some, certain families would move themselves if they needed to. So I, I felt like it re- went really well, um, and I mean, like I said, it's not, I think people coming out just know, like, I think there's that, that mix of half of you. Yes. You want to go out and you want to, you know, have some live entertainment and do something for a change. But then the other half is also like the last thing we want to do is, is make the numbers go up again. So you could tell that the people that came, you know, it wasn't so much the fair, um, was, um, com- COVID compliant doing what they were supposed to do. Um, but the people that came kind of wanted to, you know, do, do it themselves as well yeah, yeah because i think you know like like i said they're bringing their kids out and stuff so the kids had masks on like I, I thought it went went really well and um they did a good job of making sure you had a mask when you came in if you didn't have a mask in hand you couldn't come in so um and i and i agree with that i mean because i'm the same way yeah i want to get out there and perform and i liked it but at the same time um i don't want the numbers to go back up and then us be back how we were last year so it's very like 50 50 like okay let's get this ball rolling but yep. not too much to where you know something bad's gonna happen <laughs> so what did the attendance look like i mean because you know we've both you've done that fair a long time i did it for several years um what what did the overall attendance seem like was it consistent or was it was it lower than what you would have expected um i would say consistent if not more because um which kind of surprised me because I didn't know how it was going to be too, but I think people have just been stuck in their house for so long that they needed that. Um, I was shocked at our crowds. Um, honestly, it, yeah. I, I feel like, cause you know, how on the weekends, the weekends seemed the same. Um, always have a bunch of people, but the weekdays is when you really notice, um, the crowds, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's kind of the slower nights. And, um, and we still had full bleachers on the weekdays. So by that, I, um, seeing that, I think that it was, I haven't, talk to them i don't know what their numbers are but from my point of view i think it was was really good if not better than normal that's terrific um going back to your show how did you get involved in the industry um that was golly probably 2004 maybe um it was actually me and my ex-husband um that I was married to at the time wanted to um, get into the fair industry and the clowning. And we started off with like a very small little show. Um, And then it just grew from there. We started hiring um, other acts. Um, And so it was really just kind of doing it as a hobby and then kind of testing the waters with how the fair market is. And then realizing like, that's what we wanted to do. Um, And basically honestly quit our nine to five jobs and ran off at the circus. (laughs) Quit your nine to fives and ran off to join the circus and, uh, and circus you did. In fact, as I recall, uh, from chatting with, uh, Louie just a little bit ago, um, you know, he told me that he, he'd mentioned that he was in the video with the, uh, with Zach Brown band. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go, I forgot the song. Um, but so I went to go look it up. So I remembered what it was and I watched the video and I'm like, Hey, I know more than a couple people in this video. <laughs> How was that for you? 
Yeah, that was really um, interesting. Yeah, we actually had an agent from uh, Hollywood contact us and emailed us and was like, hey, we're shooting a music video um, in the Atlanta area and we were looking for local circuses and we, I guess they had Googled like circus in Atlanta and we had come up and they were like, are you busy? And we're like, no. And they're like, well, we're going to do this. And we actually filmed it in Zach Brown's backyard because um, he has a lot of land and uh, he only Imagine lives like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he only lives like an hour and a half from us. So it was pretty cool. So we went down there and we shot, um, we set up and then we shot for a full day, like nine in the morning till nine at night for a four minute uh, video. And so it was really cool. He's a super nice guy. Um, there was all of his, uh, the people that uh, work with him and his crew and his family are just really nice. Um, it was interesting though, because I'm used to doing my act because in the video I was doing the ladder. Um, right. which is uh, like a swinging trapeze type thing. Um, and so normally I go up there, do it and come down, right? Well, you know, if you've ever done any kind of movies or anything like that, you have to shoot it from different angles and you have to shoot it like a hundred times. Yes. And uh, this was this was like November 1st or something. So it was pretty cool and um, like cold, I mean. And so we would go out, but they sent me up there and um, I would do my act. And then I would just sit up there, wait for them to move the cameras, do my act. I was up there for like an hour and a half. And oh I was my goodness. Crazy. I was like, can somebody let me down, please? And they were just like, no, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to film in a minute. So I just sat up there like a bird on my little perch for like an hour and a half. So that part I didn't. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah but, Lee um, mentioned Lee mentioned when we were talking with him that it was really cold and he got out there. He's all in, you know, and, and they did the makeup, I guess he was he couldn't do his. They did all the makeup and everything for him. And then he's like, what do you need me to do? And I guess they said they give him an, uh, an umbrella or something. And he, they were like, here, do something with this. And he's like, OK, <laughs> and he just <laughs> yeah, kind of made it up much. as he went. Yeah, they um they were like, well, you're the performers. Y'all just, you know do your thing and did have good direction the director was really cool uh it was just a long day i also i'm at the end of the video doing my fire my fire poi um but you can't really see me but i'm back there twirling it around which was nice because once i had the fire in my hand i was like oh this is so much warmer <laughs> than being up in the air for an hour and a half freezing and her name was the same way her name was the one on the wheel yeah and he just had to do it over and over and over so by the end of the night we were we were, it was like, we did like 30 shows <laughs> that one day. Right. And, and what's the name of the video? Cool. What's the name of the song so that folks can go check it out on YouTube? Uh, Goodbye in her eyes. That's right. Goodbye in her eyes. Zach Brown band. You will recognize if you are part of this industry, you will recognize a number of the folks in the video. What's yeah. your, of all the things, cause you've done a lot of different stuff in that show. What's your favorite thing to do in that show? You've done ladder, mm. you've done fire, you've done try. I mean, there you've done it all. Have you done the motorcycle in the globe yet? Uh, I just stand in the middle while he goes around. Um, no, I get too dizzy. I've, he, he put a GoPro on his helmet one time and, and made a few laps and I saw the footage and was like, oh no, that's not for me. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. Yeah. Um, and uh, standing in the middle is all right. Um, I have to trust him really good and hope that he doesn't run me over because I don't have on a helmet or anything. So if he something happens to him, you know, he's going to land on top of me. So that is kind of, it is dangerous, but how much does um, that bike weigh? Cause it's not just him coming down on you. Um, how much is the bike weigh, honey? He's got the baby. Yeah. For those of you listening that are like, how come he's not asking Matthias anything? He's excluding Matthias. Matthias is on baby duty right now. He's being a good dad. <laughs> There's little Charlie. 
Yeah, we had a blowout. So, um, Matthias, he was on diaper duty. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not editing this, yeah. Jamie. Everybody knows now, but any of the parents at home know that we've all been there. <laughs> okay. That's how it is. So how much does the bike weigh, do you think? Maybe about 150, 175, maybe. Yeah. So something uh, goes wrong. You got your weight plus that bike's weight. So you've got mm -hmm. a few hundred pounds coming down on top of Jamie. Something goes yeah. wrong. And a hot muffler. That's the worst. If you get too close to the bike or if it touches you or something, it, that's, um, that's you get a little burns. Is it, is it burn as it goes by? It sends you a little oh. bit. Um, if he's too close or if I have my hand out, um, like, you know, you, we put our hands up to like give a high five as he goes around. You just have to be real careful. Um, you just have to watch each other and he'll say, you know, you, you have to do it a couple times to kind of figure out um, where he's going and where he's going to be at. But you kind of just stand there and wish for the best. <laughs> um, but that's not too bad. I think getting back to your question, I think my favorite thing is probably the, the fire act that I do. Um, just because it's fun and we turn all the lights off and we have the fog machines and all the lasers and stuff are going and the loud music. And, um, I do a number of different things. I have some led poi, I have fire poi, I breathe fire at the end. I do a spinning cube. I have another kind of square thing that I made with fire on the corners of it that I twirl. So, um, I think that's the funnest because that gets the crowd's reaction. It's almost like, like back in the nineties, going to a rave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I get that. Like it, it's some, it kind of makes you feel kind of like that, and the audience really likes that. Like I feel like that gets the audience just like, um, I don't know, the music and the lights and everything just kind of gets the blood pumping, if you know what I mean. Um, so I like that. I did like the latter. Um, I enjoyed being upside down and flying through the air was really fun, honestly. But um, it doesn't get as big of a crowd reaction as the the fire stuff does. Oh, fire for forever. I remember back when I first started into the industry and, and came out to IAFE, I had a, I had a partner. He was a, he was a juggler. And so he would, we, we packaged it where he would go do three juggling shows. I would do three magic shows. And then at night we put together what we called the fire magic and juggling stunt show. So it was all magic with, you know, fire and juggling torches and things like that. And, but for his personal show, his finale, he would, you know, do a roll of bola and balance. Uh, he would clean out a clear out a mayonnaise jar and he would put a betta fish in it and he'd balance it on his head. And he'd do like, I forget, five or seven ball juggling on, on top of balance on top of Rollabola. And the audience, cool. when he would, when he would, I thought it was cool. And, but the audience would, would hardly clap. They'd be like, and he couldn't, he was always saying to me, he'd be like, Robert, I don't, why do they not understand how hard it is to do five or seven balls and do all that? Well, I'm like, they don't care. They want to see the, they want to see knives or they want to see torches. He's yeah. like, but the knives is just, that's just club juggling. I'm like, that's what they want. <laughs> and yeah. so sure enough, he'd do a much easier pattern with like torches or something. And the audience would be like, yeah. and they go nuts. They don't, you know, cause they don't, the audience doesn't see it as, as just a basic club pattern. They see yeah. fire. Hey, yeah. fire. That's cool. Yeah. So we had to switch to fire. You got to give them what they want. Am I right? Uh, yeah. So when y'all are traveling, you, do you have an RV with you? Or are you, is your, are you guys set up in the, in the trailer itself? Yeah, we actually have um, our house built inside of the semi. So we have um, th the inside of the semi truck, uh, the trailer is 10 and a half feet and the top six and a half feet we built a house in. And then oh, the bottom it. four feet and then the back 13 feet of storage um, for the, the circus equipment. And then I and, and Matthias drives that. 
And then I have a dually that I pull a 25 foot trailer with extra, um, like the wheel goes in there with extra um, circus equipment. But yeah, we, we, I have had um, a show trailer and separately a motorhome, and you have to park that behind it. And if there's not enough room, you have to park somewhere else. And I just really like being there at my show because in the middle of the night, if a storm comes rolling in or tornado nearby or something, you have to run out there and Pull fix everything. Down. Yeah. Take the flags off the top of the tents down. You know, I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. And so we want to be able to get to it quickly. Um, yeah. And I enjoy having the house built inside because it's all like actual um, appliances. Like everything came up from Home Depot. So yeah. it's not like, and, and I love to cook, you know, I'm from the South. So I cook you know, good old fashioned Southern meals every night. And so I've got to have a real kitchen. I got to have a real stove, a real, uh, you know, fridge, all that stuff. I can't live on a little RV one. <laughs> so you, you do real Southern cooking in that trailer. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's noted for the next time we're at a fair together. I, I, uh, I will bring my, uh, my list of what you can make for dinner. Cause I'm telling okay. you what, uh, I'm, Sarah makes gumbo all, you know, not all the time, but on occasion, never really got into the gumbo, but give me some jambalaya and, oh yeah, I can <laughs> definitely get into some good Southern food. What, so what, what do you cook? What's your favorite Southern dish you're making? Um, my go-to dish is probably, I have four different macaroni and cheeses that I make. Um, and so it depends I will on sample all four of them. Yeah, they're all different. Um, I have my personal favorite, but um, like for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I have to bring a lots of uh, different macaroni and cheeses. Um, mm -hmm. I make a lot of soups, um, any kind of thing. I mean, I, I we, we don't eat a lot of fried stuff anymore, um, but I can make some really good uh, fried chicken. Fried okra is also another one of my go-to things. Um, you know, in, in Georgia, when we fry something, it's not just the flour and the egg wash. It's we put cornmeal in yep. with the flap so it's extra crunchy you know so um so all that good stuff biscuits whatever you name it i can probably cook it i've never made jambalaya though so i can send you a recipe get you some zatarans and a couple other ingredients and chop some sausage up and put it in it's super easy and it's delicious oh, okay. I, the, you know the first time i ever tried jambalaya was down um year 2000 it was that spring i had just met sarah we were on the disney college program together down in orlando and a, a friend of hers that she knew from Biloxi was also on the program. And he, we were over at his apartment and he'd made jambalaya. And she goes, here, you got to try this. And I'm like, okay. She tries it first. And she's like coughing and like, <laughs> what did you go, Randall, what did you do to this? And I'm like, you want me to try that when you're from the South and your mouth is on fire. So I try it and my mouth is on fire. And he's like, she goes, did you put Tabasco in this? And he goes, yeah <laughs> how much did you put in and i think he was like bottle and a half and i'm like oh, holy <laughs> my god no 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 tabasco in my jambalaya no tabasco <laughs> in, in the one we make i'd say my jambalaya if uh if sarah's mom ever hears this episode she's i'm gonna get a text message that says excuse uh, me your jambalaya <laughs> uh, we we do uh we do nona's jambalaya in this house Let's look forward to 2021. Um, what's your schedule look like? Or do you have fairs that are confirming? Do you have fairs that are canceling? What does your 21 look like? Um, so far, it's good. All uh, Pretty much everything rolled over. So everything that canceled in 2020 just rolled over into 2021. Um, so which is good. Now, some fairs I did lose because they already had other acts contracted for 2021. And 
you know, the fairs were like, well, do we roll over or do we have, you know, we have this contract and we just go with that. So I've had two or three fairs um, that I didn't get rolled over because they already had contracts for this year, but I've been able to replace them and I've got a really good um, agency. My agents are great and they, um, artists and attractions, you know them, they, um, they're so good to us. And so I don't even worry about it. They just put us in somewhere. But, you should um, look closely at Artists and Attractions website. They got a couple new attractions they put up on their website. Oh yeah! Oh great! Okay, I need yep. to do that. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, Artists and Attractions is uh, is now representing uh, Conjure Fortune Machine and Play with Giants. So we're kind yeah, of that means about we're going to be doing a lot of fairs together, hopefully. And then you can cook. Yes, <laughs> that uh, that is worth a commission check all day long <laughs> to have Southern cooking at a fair all day. I'll- I'll cook for you if you cook for me. You have to make jambalaya for me, and I'll cook some uh, some good southern food. I got it, babe. I can handle it. it's it's <laughs> done done deal. Yes, I think everything's gonna be good. We we did have one event cancel in May um, the other day, which kind of is kind of a bummer. Um, the event itself didn't cancel, but they just canceled having any acts because it's a sponsorship thing, um, mm. and so they didn't they did have to cancel last year, so they don't have any money. Right. Um, so they don't have money to pay us. So, I mean, I understand. Um, and that was a bummer. It was just a one day event, but, um, so, but as far as the fairs go, I, I think as long as everybody's COVID compliant, that, that they're going to go on. I'm hoping so. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think we can open safely. We've seen it over and over again, as long as people are, you know, I just got off the recording with Greg Chico, the president of OABA. And this is, you know, he was saying, we've said over and over again, this is an industry that's prepared. We were probably the most prepared industry for this because we've dealt with these, these outbreaks of things before, not, not COVID, but mm-hmm. E. coli. I mean, the show barns have been dealing with this for years, for decades. They've been dealing with viral and bacterial outbreaks and making sure that, that people are safe. So all we're doing is scaling our response. And, and yeah. I hope that politicians start to listen and, and realize that we're ready. You can, you know, your show, I, I are there ways you can make it more on the performance side, more COVID, you know, safe, or does it not really matter because you're, you're 25 feet away from the audience to begin with? Yeah. As far as the, the performance itself goes, we don't ask anyone to come into the show. There have been some times where we have, have had an audience member help us. Um, we, we don't, we don't have that this year. Um, but at the end of the show, we did offer pictures inside the motorcycle globe. So you could come in, stand inside the globe. Uh, the motorcycle's not going around, but you know, uh, Matias is in there and you can have your picture with him inside the globe. And we didn't do that. Um, we decided not to, um, we weren't told not to, but we just, you know, uh, for the safety of, of the fairgoes and the safety for ourselves, because we have a newborn. Yeah. So the last thing I want is, you know, for him to bring anything in or me, you know, so um, we just decided not to do that. I think um, and also signing autographs or taking pictures with um, some of the people at the end of the show. We decided not to do that as well, um, which I hate doing that because a lot of kids want to meet us or shake our hand or give us a high five or give us a hug, take a picture, get an autograph. Um, but I think it's best not to right now. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. We're making adjustments with the fortune machine where, you know, how the, um, oh, yeah. there's never been glass in it. It's always been open. And part of that mm-hmm. just stems from the fact that we go to these fairs. It's hot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be in a sauna, but we're, we're getting plexi designed to put in it. That's going to have some vent holes up on the upper, on the sides and the, and the back so that, but there's going to be glass in, in front of me. It's going to fundamentally change the act because the whole thing is press the button to, and, well, the button's kind of inside the box. So we're going to have to yeah. redo the button on the outside of the box. And 
you know, and it just is what it is. It's cost doing business. It's no different than concessionaires are having to make sure that they're making adjustments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, fares, everybody, you know, yeah. Um, talking to Greg Chico, I feel like these fares are probably cleaner than they've ever been before because they do have these, you know, the ride operators using these hydrostatic cleaners that mm-hmm. are they're spraying on the ride cars mm-hmm. and um, the games are, are getting are, are getting changed up and how they're being cleaned. You and I, our shows are changing so that we're not, you know, if somebody's people don't realize when they come up to conjure, they're literally about 21 inches from my face. Like yeah. they're real close when they get up to that box. Well, that's definitely inside of your, uh, your six foot limit. <laughs> yeah. we, put plexi, we put plexi up and it, it, now that's all safe, you know, and what's good. Yeah. Now I've got a, a plexiglass cost. Well, is what it is. And we move on. I just, I'm ready to get open. I'm super yeah. ready to get open. What other fairs do you have this spring that you're doing? Um, we, uh, we don't have anything in March, but we are going back down to Florida in April to do the Lake County fair, um, in Eustis, Florida. And, um, it's their hundredth anniversary, I believe. So we're excited to be there for that. Um, and this is the first time we've ever played at that fair. Stacey's fantastic. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. And she works so hard on creating the, um, the mayor of the Lake County fair. He, they created, yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but they've created Mayor this character. Ferris Wheeler. Ferris Wheeler, yeah. Yeah, and, they uh, came out to Kissimmee to video a little commercial with us, and I got to meet him, and it was it's just the cutest thing ever. It, it really is. She was when she was in development of that, she was bouncing ideas off of me. She would I'd get text messages randomly from Stacy. Hey, what do you think of this design? What do you think? What is this? And I'd be like, oh, I love it. And here's yeah. why I love it. And I think more fairs should consider this. It's the type of of thing that were that Ferris Wheeler, Mary Ferris Wheeler could become the ambassador for that fair. And that's exactly what she wants him to be where if he needs to show up at, you know, obviously in a, in a post COVID world, things will change, but you know, if he needs to show up at a Lions club event or a rotary event or at a school to, you know, and all, all those types of things, if one, of, <laughs> excuse me, if one of their sponsors is, you know, a four dealership, well, Mayor Ferris Wheeler can go out and meet folks at, all those little things mm-hmm. that create a fun, he will be one of the most photographed things at that fair. Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he so. will be the thing that people go, where's that mayor guy. And if you know, the guy that does it is a, uh, is a Disney, former Disney streetmosphere guy. Oh yeah. That's why he's, I, I think that's part of the reason he's so good at it. Um, and mm-hmm. it was, per, it was fortuitous timing because Disney basically told everybody the, uh, you know, that yeah. was very sad when they cut, cut bait on everyone. Mm-hmm. Now here's this opportunity for him to come in and, and be the mayor of the Lake County fair. You're going to love it there. Mm-hmm. Stacy's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. She's super cool. Um, I'm excited to be there. Uh, that was one of the fairs last year. That was hard whenever COVID had to cancel. That was the first one because uh, we were getting ready to go down there and this was her first fair um, with her being the manager and everything. And, uh, and she was one of the first ones to be shut down. And that was really, really hard. So this year I'm like, so excited for her. I'm so excited for the fair. They came out, um, to Kissimmee and did, um, they filmed for a day and did a bunch of commercials with everybody. And, um, we did a spot where he was inside of our center ring and doing some stuff. And, uh, and, and so I'm, I'm really, really excited about that fair. And I I hope it's going to be good. And I think it will be, um, Seeing as how good Kissimmee was, I think that, I mean, I don't know about the other fairs. I heard, re- I heard really good things about Manatee County. Um, yep. And so from those two fairs, I think it's going to be good for the fair industry. I think it's going to be good for the people. I, I just, I don't know. It, it felt good more emotionally and spiritually 
um, leaving that fair than, than even just physically. Well, physically it's, it was hard because <laughs> everybody's been out of work uh, for a year, but, but just spiritually, it just uplifted you because you're like, oh, not only do I feel good that I went out and did what I was put here on this planet to do again, but it, it went so smoothly and so good that it gave me hope for, for the future. Yep. I know exactly how that feels because I did, I managed to sneak one in, in September in Abilene. Um, mm. So that was, that was nice, but I haven't done anything since, you know, I've done a podcast since. And, uh, <laughs> but on the ninth, I'm going to start, I'm going to drive down there. Um, you know, Kyle from Artisan Attractions called me up and he needs some help with Max when he's doing it Okeechobee and at Clay County. Yeah. And, and so he, he's bringing me on just to help, you know, kind of be the cool. crowd control guy and whatnot. And I'm just, he, yeah. I guess the normal guy, um, something came up with him and they had to change. He had a scheduling change. And yeah. so he calls me and he's like, Hey, are you doing anything? And I'm like, really? You're asking somebody, are we doing anything right now <laughs> in this industry? And he tells me he needs help. And I'm like, yep, I will do it. And it's not, I mean, it's not gonna, it, it's not like getting, you know, your full, you know, when you're doing your own show, it's not, it's not paying like that. And, and I yeah. would never expect it to, I'm not even, I'm done. I don't even care about the money. Honestly, Kyle, if you're listening, I still, I still would like to get paid a little bit, <laughs> but I really don't care about the money. I'm just like, I got an opportunity to go to a fair and see some people and be, yeah. and be out and travel. I cannot tell you how mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to driving across Texas. Usually I'm not real into driving across Texas. I'm like, come and get me, come and get me. Cause I just yeah. want to get out on the road. You know, it's yeah. just, it's part of what we do. I, I love traveling and getting to see places and being out on the road. Do you guys, mm -hmm. cause you travel with a lot. I, you know, I've only got an F-150 I'm driving around in. When you're out on the road like that, when you're making a run, are you guys ever able to stop and, and visit different places and see different sites and, and kind of do touristy stuff? Uh, we definitely try to. I am a museum and history buff, so I like to go to every museum in whatever town I'm in. It just depends on the timing. I like to um, pull into a fair a couple days beforehand. First of all, it takes forever to set our stuff up. <laughs> it takes a good like day, um, sometimes two days to get it all up. Um, but if we can, if we can get to a fair four days before, or if we can stay four days after, um, at the, the lot, then yeah, that's what I want to do is take the time to go and, and check out places. Um, especially, um, like I said, historical sites I'm really into. So I love going to Washington DC. We've been there. I, I can't even count how many times or New York city or Salem, Massachusetts, or, um, the fair that I was going to in Ohio is where, uh, Neil Armstrong's from and they have the Neil Armstrong museum. So, cool. you know, are usually when I'm in Orlando or Kissimmee doing that fair, we head over to Kennedy Space Center um, yeah. one day. And, and we were going to this year. Um, I have a couple of friends who are astrophysicists over there and they invited us to come over. And I was like, he's the baby's just st still too new. And um, he's not going to know what he's looking at anyway. So we didn't we didn't do that this year. We didn't go to Disney this year either. Um, just because I'm still a little leery about, you know, he's just now two months old. So. Well, and on top of that, out. the financial commitment to go to Disney when you've gotten your butt handed to you for the last year financially, it's like, do you really want to spend that money to go to the well, Disney I World? Lot, well, like I said, I have friends at, at Kennedy who can, you know, uh, get me in there. And then I have some friends at Disney too who can get me in. So I actually oh, they had, can get you in. Nice. Yeah, I had, I had a, a free, we had free tickets to go to Disney um, when the fair was over. But uh, just right now, it's, uh, and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm still 
uh, new mom, first fair that we've done in 11 months and uh, having the year off, having a new crew, um, new employees and everything. It's just, uh, it's a lot. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, ha- I'm happy, but I'm tired. If that makes any sense. Oh no, I totally get it. We spent the first six months of Nate's life like that. Happy and tired. I'm it's, I'd like to hear that you're, you're a history buff and that you like to go to museums. You would be envious of the trip that I did, not the initial jump, but the trip that I did back <laughs> in 20. 17? Yeah, I think it was 2017. Um, I left Costa Mesa. I did OC Fair, wrapped Costa Mesa. I had two and a half days to get to Springfield, Illinois. 28-hour wow. drive. I'll never do that again, but I made it. <laughs> but while I was there, you know, in the fair uh, on the couple of the afternoons, it didn't open until like 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I went and did all the Lincoln stuff. Lincoln's house, the Lincoln Museum, Lincoln's gravesite. It was amazing. And then uh... I, drove in, I drove about 45 minutes um, west to Jacksonville, Illinois, where my dad went to college. And I got to go see the grounds where he went to, when was in school. It was really cool. And yeah. then after that, I had the Maryland State Fair. So I get to Maryland to the, a couple days early. I drive, you know, hour and a half, show up the road to Philadelphia. So I do all sorts of stuff in Philadelphia. Uh, Independence Hall, Ben Franklin's grave, the Betsy Ross yeah. House, the U.S. Constitution Center. But I'm not done. <laughs> well, one of the days that Maryland didn't open until later in the day, I drive down into Baltimore and I went to Fort McHenry to go see where Francis Scott Key was out on the ship where the fort got bombarded and the national anthem came from. And let me tell you what, it is the most emotionally stirring national anthem you will ever experience. So when you get to go there, I'm not going to tell you what they do because there's something about it that it, they do during the national anthem that's like, yeah. it just uh, yeah. chills up I and down my spine it. when I did it. Yes. Uh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Cause I, you know, I grew up traveling with my family cause they were all from New Jersey. So when I was a kid, we'd always go, you know, dad would take a month off in the summer and, and store up his vacation time. And man, we, we went to Mount Vernon and we did all these places. Um, so it was really cool. And then uh, I had to drive down after Maryland to the East Texas state fair. So the cherry on top was, I finally got to go to Montpelier, uh, which mm-hmm. was the home of James Madison. Yeah. He's my favorite president. Um, oh. I love the fact that the White House burned while he was in office and he was just like, he and Dolly just dipped. She's like, hold up, let me grab this photo of GW and we're going to get out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they just dipped. They didn't care. They're like, burn it down. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was our shortest president. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Well, there you go. The there's, shortest. Wow. There's the trivia. Yes, he was a, he was a interesting. short round. So what's, was... what's your favorite historical site that you've been to? Oh, um, I don't know. Um, there's so many. I, I'm i like, well, my favorite president was um, U.S. Grant. Um, and so, and it's weird because I'm from Atlanta. So like he should be the devil pretty much, <laughs> you know, but no. He did like, sort of crush the South, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I love him for it. And um, so I've been to his um, birthplace. I've been to, of um, of course, uh, Grant's tomb up in um north uh, um new york city is amazing my god that, that is uh i don't know there's so many places that i've been to um god i don't know my favorite i don't know it's so hard because there's just a lot i think the most awe like awe-inspiring place is probably the smithsonian in um in dulles um uh the air and space museum that's not in dc but out near manassas and okay. dulles um because they've got uh discovery 
um, the shuttle discovery there and you can like walk all up under it and around it and everything. Um, I don't know. There's so many places. And then Kennedy too, just seeing like the launch pads and yeah, I don't the know. crawlers, man, how big those things are. I was probably maybe 14, 15 the last time I was out there. And I lived in Orlando for like a year and a half and we didn't even go when we lived there, but those oh crawlers are monstrously big. I got to see it taking the shuttle out once a long time ago when we did the tour, the bus was going around and it was actually moving the shuttle to the launch pad. And then I got to see the launch like a couple days later. And it's so, so slow. There's a reason yeah. they call it the crawler. I forget what they said. It only goes like 300 a feet a in minute. a day. It's a mile a minute. Yeah. It's a mile a minute. I believe is, is really what that? I remember. I think so. I, I think it's a mile. I not a mile a minute. A mile an hour, not a minute, an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a mile a minute. Yeah, I, mean, that's, a minute. That's 60 miles. <laughs> I don't think it's going 60 miles an hour out there. An yeah, hour, it, sorry. Yeah, I I, I, it takes like the, the a day to get it from the, the fab mm -hmm. building to out to the launch site. Yeah. That's just wild. It, it's yeah. so cool. Seeing the that was really cool. I've yeah. seen six shuttle launches, um, and so they were really cool. The night launches were really cool. Um, and I love like going to see things that you see on tv like um like new york city yeah or, or even washington dc you're like oh this was filmed here and that was filmed. like it's so stupid because you think about movies more than you think about like history <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but, right like, the only thing i haven't done is um go to liberty island and i haven't been to the island i haven't been um uh up the statue of liberty i'd like yeah. to go do that because every time we go we're always late because you like the cutoff is like five o'clock and we always get there and it's like six o'clock and we're like, ah, we missed it. Just miss um, it. Yeah. The same with in DC. I haven't been into um, the white house. I've been in everything else, all the other buildings. I've seen um, the declaration of independence. I've seen, I've been in the rotunda, all that stuff, but I haven't been to the white house. And then um, in Baltimore, I did go to Baltimore, but I, we went at night um, to actually for a show that we were going to see. Um, and so I didn't know that about um, the, the Star Spangled Banner that I'd yeah. like to go to that. But um, but I did try to go see um Edgar Allan Poe's gravesite. And again, Ooh. by the time we got there, um, they closed the gates to the cemetery at um at dusk. And so they had just closed it. And um, and I thought it was probably like a 24-hour thing because we got there at like eight o'clock at night or something. Yeah. Um, and so the, the cemetery gates were closed, and I was so bummed because I really wanted to visit his gravesite. We um one year Sarah and I were down in Disney and we were there for like three or four days. We left Nate with Sarah's parents because they were down there with us and we were going to fly home and it was our anniversary and she'd always wanted to go to Philadelphia. And so we were at the airport in Orlando and we're checking in on Southwest and she glances down and she's like, wait, what did that say? And I said, what, what are you talking about? Cause I had a surprise trip to Philadelphia planned for. Her. So we go up to, we go up to Philly. She gets to see all this stuff, but then she's, we're literally en route and she's looking on her phone. She's got the Southwest Wi-Fi. and she's on her phone. She's like, what else can we do in Philadelphia? And I'm like, well, we're only gonna be there like two days. So like these four things that I've kind of picked out kind of, she's, she's always the one that's like, but what else what's on, she'll go on like Expedia or Travelocity or whatever and be like, what other trip advisor? That's what it is. What other stuff can we do? So she says, Hey, didn't you go someplace down in Baltimore? Should we go? And I was like, the third day we were going to drive down to Baltimore. I was going to stop at, at Timonium and see Becky Brashear. And then we were going to go down to Fort McHenry. So in the process, we're sitting at lunch right on, on, on the Harbor. And she goes, the Edgar Allan Poe house is in 
Baltimore. We've got to go see the Edgar Allen. It was the house he was born in. We have to go see it. And I'm like, yeah. okay. So she gets the address for it and we start driving. And I'm like, babe, we've got about 15 seconds to find this place before I'm getting us out of here because it is that part of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm looking around, broken windows, old burned out buildings everywhere, like abandoned. I'm all, uh uh-uh. uh. We finally find it after like 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, no, no. I take your picture and we're running. Cause like <laughs> we don't belong here. It's a scary area of Baltimore. So you, if you ever get back that way, don't bother going to see the house. <laughs> don't okay. bother. Don't bother. It's okay. frightening. It's frightening. That's kind of like, like Graceland. Like when I went to Graceland, um, I was like pretty scared. Like it's pretty rough. Uh, right. Neighborhood. And then you've got Graceland like in the middle of uh, some rough area of it. Yeah. Some of those places, those historic places are just not, um, not all they're cracked up to be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, uh, I see Matisse has rejoined us. So I did have uh, a question for you, sir. Now that, now that baby duty is satisfied, is little Charlie asleep now? Uh, Yes. He's got his milk high and he's going back to sleep. Nice. Yeah, he's milk high. Uh, how are you recovering? Cause you had an accident a while back and, uh, pretty damn scary. How are you doing uh, with, it, with all that? Yes. Um, I'm pretty much fully healed. Um, I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, the skin coloring is a little off by a few pigments. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm very surprised that I don't have any scars compared to other people that get, um, burnt or electrocuted yeah. um and for those for the folks a, listening that aren't aware of what what happened can you just real quickly describe what it yeah. was yeah so i got what fifteen thousand volts going through my body and uh it started burning me from the inside out and yeah um wow. so my skin would never stop burning so basically it went through i had a a flagpole on top of the semi and I was about four feet from a power line, and I guess it was dry rotted or cracked or something. And it arced to the flag, went down the pole through my right hand, and came out my left hip because the pole was uh, closest to my hip. So it went back out the pole and then down onto the ground. However, it neutralized or grounded. And uh, <clears throat> because it went through my body, my hand that was holding the the pole just bubbled up mm-hmm. like a Michelin man tire, uh, like horrible. All the water in my palm was just boiled, basically. And uh, it was black. Um, and then the exit wound would be my left hip. And since it came out with so much force from my hip, it just started burning my skin all the way under all the way up to my armpit. Um, so it was like a big oval from my hip to my armpit of just skin, just sizzling and burning. And and how many years ago was it? Was this three years ago? Two years ago? Uh, no, uh, so a year and a half. It was not. It's only been a year. September. Yeah, a year yeah. and a half. September. Oh, this past September was the year anniversary. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, 2020 threw me off on my schedule. I knew it wasn't like a yeah. super long time ago, but. Like, yeah, I tried it. Yeah. Um, awful. Awful. I well, we're we're glad you made it. We're glad you're recovering. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was uh, 
you know. That's yeah, pretty scary. That's it's you know, and you had you had the clearance from the wire. You knew it was safe, but I guess it you know electricity is going to do what it wants to do, and it, yeah, it just jumped. So and, uh, moving forward, when you guys set that stuff up, are you guys? Because um, some of the, sometimes at these fairgrounds, you know, you got power lines that are fairly close. Do you guys ever yeah. just skip it? You're just like, nah, we're not putting it up this time. Uh, we really we double check now on power lines. Well, it's in uh, the contract now. Like power yeah. lines can't even be in the vicinity because the fair we were at, we were at one spot, yeah. but they wanted us to move down like another hundred feet. They're like, can you move down that way? There's um, like a room for like a fire lane or something. So we're like, okay, yeah, we'll move down. So we ended up moving and, and the, I mean, it was far enough away that he didn't touch it, but like, you know, like it you said, arcs. you know what it's going to do when yeah. it, it arced and it hit him when it came out because the flagpole was attached to um, you've seen the top of our show, how we have like, like Christmas lights kind of um, between each flagpole. Yeah. It blew all those out. Every single light, it blew out. Um, and then it must have jumped to the, the motorcycle globe because the feet where the globe are sitting um, on our ring mat was black around it. Um, and then the we have like a, a gypsy box that has all of our outlets on it. Um, the Those lights were plugged into that. It blew out those um, outlets. Yeah. So, I mean, like every time we set up, wow. we'd, we'd notice another black spot that had gotten burned and like we had figured out where it come from. And um, luckily, yeah, our other light, um, we have some LED lights. It blew um, some of those out because they were plugged in. Um, the guy who was working for us at the time, he had an Airstream and he was parked behind us and it jumped to his trailer. And uh, <laughs> that's how yeah. he knew about it. He came out and Matias was on top of the semi um luckily he was like a foot from the edge of it because it was the last flagpole so luckily it didn't throw him off of oh yeah the, and then you have a semi. fall on top of it yeah. yeah because he's 13 and a half feet up on that's how tall our semi is and um but to get him down was kind of hard but luckily there were some paramedics there that happened to be there um like first aid at the fair they came over um got him down and then they um they had to fly him we were in Virginia. They had a helicopter land at the fair and fly him to a burn center in North Carolina. Mm. Um, it was rough. I mean, he, we didn't know if he was going to make it. So it just, I didn't even know what to say to that. That's, you know, between your story and, and knowing what Kevin and Kristen went through down in West Palm beach and, yeah. and yeah. Elisa hate likes, man, I got some friends that have gone through some hell in this industry. <laughs> and uh, I'm just glad I'm grateful that, everyone has has survived you know because these are you know that's rough that's just and we're not even performing like people are like oh you have such a dangerous job and it's like well that's <laughs> you're all you should try <laughs> that you should try setting it up sometime <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad you're uh that you're good now and and you know life's moving on in a good way and things are going well for you, you got beautiful new baby how'd you come up with the name charlie where, where is that family name no, no, we don't know anybody named Charlie, really. No. I mean, um, I mean, we do have some friends that are named Charlie, but like nobody in our family is. And and I, I'd had a girl name picked out since I was a kid. Um, I bet. And, yeah. What would the girl name like, have been? Uh, it would have been Morgan Faye. Um, okay. My dad's middle name is Morgan, and he was named after his step grandfather's last name was Morgan. 
um, that he hates and he thinks it's a girl name and I think it's a cute girl name. And then Faye, it would be the fourth, she would have been the fourth Faye because my grandmother's middle name's Faye, my mom's middle name's Faye, my middle name's Faye. So this would have been Faye number four. Um, and so, but um, we, we still might have a girl one day, you know, who knows? Um, but Charlie, we, we had a whole list of names. We were like, what are we going to name as a boy? He has two boys. So he's like, I've named my children. His oldest son has his middle name, which is his dad's name. So um, he was kind of like, you know, whatever, what do you want to name it? I'm like, I don't know. And so we, he literally didn't have a name until like two or three days before he was born. Um, we just had a list. I was like, I'm going to have to look at him when he's born and say, this is what he should be. Because initially, <laughs> I, initially I wanted to name him something cool. Like uh, his name was going to be Orion for a long time. Um, so I wanted something spacey and kind of weird. And I was like, well, let's name him Neil after Neil Armstrong. No, that sounds, you know, Neil Martinez sounds dumb. Let's name him, um, Orion or something interesting. And at the end of the day, I was like, he's going to hate us if he has a weird name. And, um, I think we were watching like the Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, special or something. And I was like, Charlie's cute. I was like, I like Charlie. And I was like, because some people were like, why don't you name him this? Why don't you name that? Like, no, we know a Mark. We know a Jeff. We know a this. We know a that. And, um, we were like, we don't really know. Charlie. <laughs> so, so Charlie, it was. Yeah. Other than the, uh, Charlie with the pig races, that's the only other Charlie that I know. Um, with, yeah. the hand, with the Hambone Express. Yeah. yeah. So, no. um, yeah, we don't know a Charlie or a Charles, but his name is Charlie. It's not Charles. And we just thought it was cute. And so he's going to grow up and he's going to be Chuck Martinez. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's a, like, it's a tough guy name. He's Chuck Martinez. Chuck Norris. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, you want to talk about, you know, historical significance, you know, our son's Nathan and, uh, that came from the Battle of New York. Nathan Hale, who is said to have, when he was captured by the British and said to have, his last words were, I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. Um, that's we, awesome. Yeah, we were going through all sorts of historic names. It was like, do we go with George? Nah. Do we go with Patrick? Nah. Do we go with James? Nah. Like, we eventually got, you know, I said Nathan and Sarah goes, I can do that. That one, that works. Like it was just, yeah. that was it. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, we had we had talked about like um, Neil after Neil Armstrong or Gus after Gus Grissom. Actually, when he was little, I called him Gus. Like when he was in my belly, I referred to him as Gus. Yeah. Because um, that's my favorite astronaut. But, um, and then we thought about Benjamin or Franklin or um, what was the other one? A lot of people thought we were going to name him Grant. And, um, and it was on the list. Grant was um, after uh, Ulysses S. Grant, but um, in the end, I didn't. I just want him to be his 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 self. You know, I'm not gonna name you after anybody. You just be Charlie and grow up and take over the circus or go do whatever whatever you wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> right. So yeah. here's this little bit of trivia for your astronauts for you. Do you remember who Fred Hayes was? Yeah. Yeah. He, I believe, attended Gornflow Elementary, which is where Sarah's mom taught and retired from in cool. Biloxi. Wow. Yeah. So there's a little connection there. You're all talking about astronauts. I couldn't remember who it was. I just looked him up. I was like, wait, was it Gus or was it Fred? But it was Fred Hayes. He was from Biloxi. So yeah. So there you have Apollo, it. Apollo 13. <laughs> right. He was the one that didn't make it up, right? He got sick. They, uh, they misdiagnosed him, I think, with the... 
or did he go up? Which one? No, he went up. He did go up because one of them I know got sick and got replaced at the last minute. I thought. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember who was who. Um, no, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of the movie. I'm like, was it? No, it wasn't Tom Hanks' character. It wasn't the who's who's. It wasn't Gary's. It was Gary Sinise's character that ended up staying home. Yeah. No, Fred Hayes was played by Bill Paxton, right? No, that's right. Yeah, it was Bill Paxton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, Gus. Gus um, died in the Apollo One fire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, so much history. I could just do. I could history buff with you all day long. This is fabulous. I know. I fabulous. Know. I, you know, that's I been kind of. Together. It's been kind of fun getting to find out from some people that they're history buffs and and going, where have you been? Where have you been? And and sharing it. I'll tell you what. We did go to New York um, a few years back for BizBash for a corporate events convention at the Javits Center. And we were on the ground from the time we landed at LaGuardia, to the time the wheels went up from LaGuardia was like 39 hours. It was a quick turnaround. And so we wow. were like, we knew we had time after the convention closed at like five o'clock one day. We were just like, okay, it's New York. Nothing's closing at 5 PM. What are we going to go do? So we wandered our way up to Times Square and, and we had dinner and, and went to Macy's. You ever been in the mm-hmm. Macy's there in New York, the wooden, mm-hmm. wooden escalators. I think they're yes. the coolest thing ever. Really? And, I don't know if they still have it there. The piano from Big. Uh huh. Yeah. I got so, a feature yes. on it. Yes. Yeah. I had, well, I mean, with I, the movie itself inspired my entire attraction. So I'm like, yeah. speaking, right? Right? Right there. Yes. Yeah. The Zoltar, I, that's my, my Zoltar thing I'm showing them. I don't know if the batteries work. It taught, like, you press the button and it talks and, and says, I need to get one of these made that's Contour yes. instead of Zoltar. Yes. Uh-huh. That would be hot. That would be very cool. If you make one, I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll be your first uh, buyer. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm gonna hold you to that. I, I did. I tell you they were gonna cost fifty grand each. So I mean, you committed. That's a, <laughs> that's a deal now. Oh, that's it. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that's it. it. Okay. Yeah. Listen, you guys. It's been. We're about out of time. We're just over an hour here. We've, I've had a lot of fun having you on the show. Um, before we go, everyone who comes on the show goes through a little series of speed round questions. So I'm gonna ask you all six, six questions. Each of you get to answer. I'm glad Matias is here. He's off baby duty so he can get that. This is the fun part of the show here. <laughs> First, so answer from both of you. First question, funnel cakes or fried Oreos? Funnel cakes. Neither. <laughs> I know. A, a Such funnel, an attitude problem. <laughs> sorry. I have a weird stomach. Um, a funnel cake if it's the red velvet. Yes. Oh, the red velvet stuff. funnel cake. I'll do that. Favorite thing about the fair? Our show. <laughs> that's <a good> <laughs> humility yeah. uh, uh, the environment yeah I was say just the fair itself I love seeing the rides and people having fun and hearing the, the noise of people screaming and laughing and seeing the kids with their animals and taking pride in them and I don't know the whole thing I, I don't know if my favorite part is just all of it the all whole thing it. the whole thing yeah yeah yeah, I always like going out when it gets to be nighttime and wandering it because I'm usually with with uh, um, with play with giants. I'm usually in a building somewhere, so I'll wander out and I'll get a look yeah, at yeah. the midway and see the you hear the noise of the midway and the yeah. the carnival guys, you know, getting people to play games and bells ringing and that Ferris wheel lit up. It's just it's always magic to me. What's yeah. the first? What's or excuse me? What's the best concert each of you ever attended? Oh Ooh, my God. best concert. Um, no pressure, my, no pressure. Mine will be uh, Brit. Brit Floyd. Brit Floyd will be mine. 
that yeah we're friends with some people who have a, a tribute band like the tribute the pink floyd tribute band that travels all over the world um wow. and we go see them every year and um the the lead singer and bass player happens to be a really good friend of mine so that's good i would say the best concert i ever went to and i've been to a lot i've seen everybody um I think it would be a 9-11 benefit concert. Um, right after 9-11, like a month later, they did a benefit concert, one in Texas and one in Atlanta. And I went to the one in Atlanta and it was everybody. And it was Sticks and Leonard Skinner and, uh, oh my God, Journey, Ario Speedwagon, uh, Bad Company with Paul Rogers. Um, he got back together with them just for that concert. And the coolest thing is the MC was Drew Carey. And That's so wild. How amazing Ted, to get all of those bands on the oh, same stage yeah. in the same night. Yeah. Um, Ted Nugent was there. Ted Nugent's amazing. Um, everybody, I mean, having Drew Carey between each act come out and like tell jokes or do whatever. And then like his like favorite band is Sticks. And he actually came out and sang with Sticks a couple of songs. Like That's it was cool. really cool. And it was a benefit. So like all the money went to wherever it needed to go for right, 9-11 relief. Yeah. yeah. This was like right around Halloween. So it was like, um, like a month and a half after September 11th happened. And so everybody, like the whole atmosphere of everybody being together, because that was the time when it was like brotherly love. There was no division. It was just, right. everybody was together. So the concert itself, people were hugging each other. People were sharing stories. People had come out and were crying. People, I mean, it was just, that was a really, really cool concert. I can't remember how many bands there were, but it was, it started like nine o'clock that morning and went till one o'clock the morning the next day. Like it was an all day thing. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's get back on track with the speed round. Sorry. <laughs> speed round questions. And here's the long, long form answer. I love it. Uh, on an airplane, window seat or aisle seat? Window. Window. First celebrity crush for each of you. Hmm. Gee, I don't have one. Oh, you say that. I don't believe you for a second. First crush. Uh, the, what I can remember, probably Sean Astin in The Goonies. Okay. <laughs> That's Mysterious. the first one. I, think I, like. I don't know. I was so into video games that I really did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You were a video game guy. Fair enough. We'll give you a pass yeah. on that one. All right. Not well, giving you a pass on I guess so. <laughs> Nice. Not giving you a pass on this one. A movie gets made about each of your lives. Which actor or actress plays you? Um, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> first name that came to mind was Gal Gadot, just because she's Wonder Woman. <laughs> she's there you cool. go. I'll take it. Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot appearing in Three Rings Super Circus, the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. And Jamie, y'all are fantastic. If folks want to get in touch with you, how can they contact you? Um, three rings supercircus.com. Uh, we have Facebook as well, also Instagram. Um, my uh, business number is also on all those. So uh, any form of social media, I guess we we have yeah. Instagram as well. Yeah. Awesome. Matias and Jamie Martinez, three ring super circus based out of Georgia. So glad you guys are getting to do some fair so far this year and congratulations on little Charlie. Give him some love for us. Thank you guys for being on the show today. Oh, thank yeah, you for having thank us. Thank you. It was fun. You've been listening to the fair game podcast. Air game is a production of Robert Smith presents. 
For more information, please visit robertsmithpresents.com.